Recording. Recording. Welcome back to our podcast. It is me, Rebby. And Ren. And this is And They Were Roommates. Fuck yeah, it is. That's it. That's a podcast. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> uh, I really want to like do like a little sound intro thing for us. We should. At some point. I, I just got have random m- ass sounds I can make. I'd be like, Wee-oo! Well, I meant like, <laughs> I meant like a theme song, like a little theme song. We could make a theme song. We, we should. Boop, or we boop, should boop, have, boop. like... Payne does a lot of music stuff. He should maybe try to do something for us. Yeah, he would definitely kill that. Yeah. He d- he's really good at that. I'm not. I would just, like... <laughs> on, like, a guitar, <laughs> and that would, that would be good enough for me, you know? Um, anyway, uh, welcome back! Sorry it's been another couple weeks since we've done the podcast. We're really trying to do this <laughs> weekly. It we're doesn't... Going, we're going through some stuff. It doesn't play out that way. <laughs> um... Uh, I'll I'll be honest, like, you know, um, as I don't want to call myself the producer and, like, the main host, because I'm not, but, like, I'm the one that, like, posts the stuff and sets up the mic and edits it a little bit when I need to, so, you know, recording the podcast is, like, a lot of effort for me that I just don't have. (laughs) Valid. I don't have, I don't have spoons. I haven't had spoons in a hot minute. Um, which is going to lead us into the first topic of today, which is... Depression. Let's <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about it. Um, because I feel like there yeah, the is big a big D, the only D that matters in life. Uh, um, <laughs> so when we say big D, we don't mean that. We mean depression. Yeah. Um, because like I feel like there's a big stigma on depression, and I feel like people don't quite. As I'm reaching for a uh, fidget. That I'm stuck. Ah! Where's your squishy cat? Uh, I think I left it in my uh, jacket. Um, but anyway, there's a big stigma, I feel, on depression still. Still to this day. Like, I feel like we've accepted a lot more that depression is a thing and that people can feel depressed. But I think people don't really fully understand just the... Um, the impact depression has yeah. on your life. Yeah. And like how... They're like, why don't you just get up and do it? And I'm yeah. like, I don't know how to tell you this, but when I'm depressed, my brain does not function that yeah. way. I can't um, just get up and fucking do it, bruh. Like, I feel like people really don't understand just how, just how, like, hard it is and just how, like, deep it goes, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's several dif- different types of depression and there's like, you know, you can feel depressed and you can have like a, um, I think... There's, there's different, like, actual diagnoses that involve depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and hi, poetry friends may remember. Um, anybody else who knows me probably doesn't know at all, but I, I am diagnosed with major depressive disorder, which, fun fact, is the worst kind of depression. <laughs> Literally the worst. Um, I, I, I'm studying psychology. I'm in my last year. I'm going to be uh, wrapped up in December. Um, and in the abnormal psychology class that I took a couple of years back, I learned all about the different, you know, diagnoses and everything. But like, I was reading through major depressive disorder. And I remember being like, that can't be me. Like all those things kind of add up, but that can't be me. Right? Um, psych. Well, psych. Say psych <laughs> right now. Psych. <laughs> Got psyched out of that one. Um, and then it's times like, you know, the past couple of months that I'm like, wow, I really should have maybe picked up on this a little sooner. <laughs> maybe I should have known that way earlier. Because, like, you know, I knew what depression was, so I knew that I had it, but I didn't realize. Well, it's also different, like, when you're in, like, 
I when I think of like there was this one really great quote in Jenny and Georgia, um, where the guy that she likes, uh, he he suffers from depression, mm-hmm. and he's like. It's like when you're in the room, you forget what it's like being in that room. You forget yep. how, like, consuming it is, how, like, dark it is in there. Because when you're out of the room, everything's great, you know? You're, yep. like, you're doing your stuff, you're living your life, you're having fun. And then it's when you take that step back, when you get pulled back in, where you're, like, oh, fuck. Like, yep, this is what it, like, feels like again. Yeah. This is, like, what happens when I'm here in this moment. Yep. It's, like, you forget how daunting it all is and how like insignificant you feel in in that room in that space and like I don't know how just consuming it is to feel those feelings and like to get yourself out of that headspace when it's Mm. so like it's like quicksand that you're stuck in it's like you can get out of it but it's gonna take a while you know yeah I, I wrote a really good short story back in high school for, like, the creative writing class when I was in, like, another huge depressive episode. Um, it was really bad. I remember that one being, like, really, really bad. Uh, and I wrote a short story about this girl who found herself randomly trapped in a cave. There was nobody there to help her, and every time she took a step, uh, she felt like a stabbing pain. And so then she'd be worried to take another step, but in order to get out of the cave, she knew she had to, like, keep taking those steps. But Mm -hmm. every time, like, she would try to get out, she would just get stabbed from all different kinds of areas. And then over the short story, you also hear about how there's this, like, dark, gaping hand, like, trying to pull her back into the cave every time she took a further step. Um... And she could feel it, like, all the time. And at a couple different points, she would, like, it it would grab her and she'd, like, wriggle herself out and try to keep going. And then towards the very end, she, like, finds a flower. And the flower is, like, the one colorful thing that, like, is kind of lighting up, like, Mm -hmm. certain parts of the cave. And anytime she's holding the flower, like, there's not as much stabbing pain. And so that keeps her going. And, like, that's... That's the story, and it's basically like, it's, like a metaphor. it's it's a huge metaphor for depression, and I've I've sent it to a couple people who suffer from it, and they're like, dude, that's like really well, like that explains exactly how I'm feeling, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's because that's that at, that at least to me, like that's exactly what depression feels like, you know, it's like mm-hmm. you know you're stuck, you know that you know in order to get out of it you have to take these steps to get out of it but like mm-hmm. there's things trying to pull you back all the time that you that can't fear see of, like failure it's the That's... fear of the failure it's the pain like every time you try to move forward because mm-hmm. you just don't have that mental energy you don't have any energy and to what do people it. don't think about too is like the comfortability that you feel when you're in your depression yes it's like it's only you against the world because mm-hmm. that's that's it's true, like, you come into this world alone, you're gonna end it, like, alone, technically, mm. and I totally believe in, like, finding people that, like, will hold your hand along the way, yeah. but, like, you can't, like, just hold on to them, you know? Yeah. But, I don't know, when you're in that depression, it, like, it's like you're being wrapped up in a warm hug by it, you know, mm-hmm. and it, like, consumes you, and that's all you can feel, yeah. and it's almost hard to, like, pull yourself out of it, because you're, like, I know, like, what I'm stuck in, I know why I'm feeling these things, and I know, like, I'm gonna feel better when I come out come mm-hmm. out of it, but it's like that coming out of it, you almost kind of don't want to let it like yeah. stop the hug because it does bring you some form of comfort. Yeah. But like when you're when you're depressed too, you just I don't know. It's hard to come out of those yeah. like the, that brain set that you're stuck in that yeah. loop almost of like thought process and like I don't know. Yeah, and like being an adult with depression <laughs> is so difficult too because it's like things for certain people that help with depression is getting the rest and resting your brain and like letting yourself kind of 
go through the motions and then mm-hmm. doing little things that will help you feel better, a, whether it's like cleansing or working out or like doing hobbies mm-hmm. that you like. Yeah. But as an adult, like you, you have other responsibilities. You don't have you time have for that. First. So, you know, these spoons, these mental spoons that you wake up with, like you have to use those on just going through the day and mm-hmm. going through the motions and like going to work and then maybe doing part of your routine just so that way you kind of keep up with yeah. that. But then by the end of the day, all of your spoons have been used on being an yeah, adult. It's like I came home, I worked my eight, nine hour shift, I drove mm-hmm. however long it takes me to get home and back, right? And now it's like, do I really want to go grocery shop? Do I want to yeah. cook myself dinner? Like, what if I just, like, grab some crackers and some yeah. peanut butter and go to bed? Like, and now it's you, like that type of shit. Now you don't have any spoons to do anything else that will help you feel mm-hmm. better. And something that I think has really helped me this year is that I've gotten so, like, really good with adding self-care into my routine so like I have a half hour in the morning where I just drink coffee and like spend that to myself and that's literally all I do I just drink coffee and play on my phone for a little bit and like I've, I've had people before be like that's all like why wake up that early just for that and I'm like well that's the like little bit of time in the day that I have to myself especially when I live with roommates you know mm-hmm. like I, I love you guys to death but like when I wake up at four in the morning, ain't nobody else awake. Ain't nobody else going to be talking to me. You <laughs> Except know? that one day that I woke up every, the same every time. now and then you do. And it's a nice little surprise when you do. And mm-hmm. like, that's okay, you know, but like for the most part, like I'm the only one awake with coffee yeah. and then I'm in my room. I'm just like fairy lights, a little bit of sun to, like, lamp wake and up, waking my brain up quietly and slowly. And then, um, I've gotten really good at adding gym into my routine and going back to the gym, which has also been super helpful because it's a stress reliever. And so I think the, between those two things, like that's the only thing mm-hmm. that probably keeps giving me energy. And working out does, um, you know, makes endorphins and endorphins mm-hmm. make you happy. So, and so like, even just those two little things. And I, I will say like this time around work is not draining for me in the past. Like going to work is such a, like, it's such a a drainer and it would make it even worse. And so then I wouldn't even want to go to work. But lately, like I've, I've enjoyed going to work and I've been like, the kids really help put me in a better mood. And so there are short periods of the day that like, I'm getting fed spoons to be able to make it through that part of the day. But yeah, I just come home and like all I want to do is just go to bed and be by myself. And it's like, then I can't, I can't hang out with friends. I can't do anything I want to do because mm-hmm. like that, I don't have the spoons for that. And then now I still can't get out of this depression because I'm not socializing <laughs> further yeah. things to do that with. Um, and then you like start to feel bad. Like mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I just canceled plans again. Like they're going to yes. think I hate them. Yeah. And it's like, I actually just am really trying to take care of myself so that mm-hmm. the next time we make plans, I can actually see yeah. you enjoy that time together. And I've canceled, I've canceled quite a few plans with select people. And like, I haven't reached out to select people that I usually would see like once a month or once every other month or so. And mm-hmm. it's like, it stinks because I want to see them and I want to hang out with them. But I'm like, I like the th- thinking about meeting up with them when I wake up that morning, like sends me into a panic. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. That's just an added chore. And I don't ever want to meet up with somebody when I think it's a chore. Like they deserve more than that. And it's so, it's so cruddy. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's so, so cruddy. It is. Um, it sucks when like the one thing that's going to make you feel better is something you just don't have the energy for. Yeah. Like I know I'm going to feel great during this, but like I don't have the energy to mask around you right now mm-hmm. when all I want to do is cry. Like yeah. I don't have the energy to be the person I know you're expecting me to be. Mm-hmm. Cuz like you know you you give different versions of yourself to different people. 
like maybe this friend I know like doesn't like it when I'm as loud and boisterous mm-hmm. so I try to be a little bit more mellow around them it's like having to take into a part too like who you're meeting with and like what version yeah. of you they're expecting to see yeah is also kind of hard because like mm. if I'm really depressed and I know I'm like in a hella depressed mood like the minute I see like I hate it when I walk into work and I'm having like a really bad day like spoon day and the first thing that someone will say to me the first thing <laughs> I'm like washing my hands they're like why are you so quiet like what's wrong and I'm like oh. like, like don't just don't like can you just be like, oh, are you, like, I've noticed your quiet day. I hope, like, you feel better. Like, why yeah. can't you say that instead? Like, why are you going to ask me what's wrong? Because that's yeah. going to make me want to, like, turn into a puddle of tears at your feet. Do you yeah. want that, bro? No? Yeah. Just, like, pat me on the back and be like, hey, I noticed you're, like, low on energy today. Like, if there's anything I can do to help, like, let me know. But I'm mm. here for you. Like, be a sweet comment. Don't be, like, yeah. a, why aren't you being yourself? Don't like, make people yeah, talk yeah, about it. Yeah. Don't, like, don't bring it up in a way that makes me feel like I'm not. I don't know, it makes me feel like I'm disappointing them, I guess, mm. when I'm in those loads. Because, so like, I know I can be a fun person to be around, and I love that I, like, people think of me like that. Mm. I love that people are like, oh, she's so bubbly, and she's so happy, and, like, she really brings out my inner child when she's around me. And I love yeah. that I do that for others. I love that I can be that type of experience. But sometimes, bruh, I be going through it through, too. Yeah. And, like, I can't, I can't be that person that inspires you or, like, brings out your inner child right now. I, my inner child is crying in the corner. Yeah. Okay? She's she's having a moment. Depressed Lauren has taken over. Um, anxious, yep. anxious Lauren is here, and she's really trying to mask. But you asking those questions, like, yeah. makes me sad. <laughs> it makes me hella sad. Yeah. I'm like, I just wish that people were more accepting of, like, when you aren't yourself. Like, yeah. I know that I'm, like, usually the bubbly person. This, but, like, sometimes I'm not bubbly. Yeah. So don't, like put me in it like don't be like well why aren't you happy today or like why are you so sad like what like, don't make like, us feel worse yeah about it. yeah it's like why you gotta word it in such a way yeah. that already makes me feel like you don't want yeah. the version that I am able to bring to the table yeah. right now it's like come on like <sighs> and then that kind of like makes me like kind of want to like split a little and mm-hmm. be like well I didn't like you anyway so now like, you're only gonna get this version nah, I'm like, out now it's like yeah. you angered me yeah <laughs> but like I try I gotta you know sometimes reel it in and be like they didn't mean to like they're just so used to this energy from you that when you don't bring it it's kind of like alarming and I have to like remind myself that like it's not that they don't accept like this other version of you or that they don't want to see it it's just Mm. like it is unusual so like and humans are curious beings they're gonna say the first thing that pops into the brain it's not like they're trying to attack you but like when you're in that depressive episode that's almost what it feels like it's like an attack on your being and I'm like bruh I'm, I'm, I'm barely here as it is. Yeah. I need you to, like, not. <laughs> yeah. But it is hard sometimes. Like, I don't know. That, just that self, um, internalized battle of, like, mm-hmm. this is not the person I usually am. Yep. And, like, people don't like me as much when I'm in this, mm-hmm. like, you know, mood. And, like, it's, it's very, like, depressing. And I guess that thought process. That battle, that internal war and mm-hmm. battle is something that nobody really talks about. Nobody talks about it. Because I think... And this falls back onto the mental stigma, the stigma of mental health, because I think people think it's something that we can control and it's something that we can adjust if we just like, you know, try. But like the reality is like we are trying every day when we're facing like when we're feeling depressed and when Mm -hmm. we're like in our depressive episode, like I wake up every day and I'm like, I'm going to do this, this and this and it's going to make me feel better. And then I'm like one or two of those tasks in and I'm suddenly like done. I'm donezo. And it's like a switch. I'm like, no, I can't keep fighting this battle. And nobody talks about how exhausting that inner battle Mm -hmm. is because it's like all 
the time you are thinking these really negative thoughts in your head and then you're trying to also convince yourself that those are negative thoughts those aren't your real thoughts that's not reality like that's just mm -hmm. you know these these neural connections in your brain that are just like telling you the wrong thing and it's it's so difficult sometimes to like try to keep fighting those mm -hmm. and especially I... when you're in this depression and you're not seeing other people and you're not being around other people then you're not hearing the reassurance to that you need to help convince yourself that that's what it is and it's not reality you know and it's this terrible terrible spiral mm -hmm. and if you don't catch it right away like it is so hard to get out I of feel that. like people forget that people who suffer from depression it's like I'm my own bully like my brain yes fucking tells myself like the meanest rudest fucking yeah. comments like somebody could say like hi to me differently like not like being like oh hi lauren they'd be like oh hey lauren and i'd be yeah. like oh my god like what did i do like yes oh you made them mad or like you like did something or mm -hmm. they don't like you anymore like they're just you know they don't know how to tell you they want you around anymore it's like i like my brain attacks yes. my entirety Every of a little being. thing or like even when i'm going through like a bad like depressive episode i could be having an okay day right and mm. one thing one thing one thing will go like last week i had to go and return product to the other store which was fine i didn't mind doing it but i had to like you know i was returning the product and there's this little pizza shop that i have to drive by and i hadn't eaten or had anything yet to drink all day and i was like technically like i'm on a break mm. to go do this so i was like i'm gonna stop and get myself a milkshake Real quick. And it took me, like, five minutes. wasn't bad. Like, I was timing it, making sure I wasn't taking too long, whatever. Um, and I was just getting a little milkshake, and I asked for a coffee and chocolate milkshake. And I guess at that shop, they just throw a shot of espresso in with the chocolate milkshake to make it, like, a coffee. And I knew the minute the front counter person turned to this, and she was, like, the cutest little, like, 16, 17. She's a young girl with her little, like, green, which I thought was so cute, like, little um, handkerchief-type, mm -hmm. like, you know, headband thing that people do. And but the chat, she turned, you think you got that? And she went, oh, yeah, I think I can do it, like, just fine this time or something. She made a comment, like, so she's training. She's yeah. learning how to do this. And I remember the immediate thought was, she's about to fuck up my milkshake. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be what I ordered. And I spent $10, because obviously I'm going to tip, because I'm a barista, on this drink that I'm about to hate. Yeah. And I can't tell them that I don't, like, I knew. And, me, and she hands it to me, which and she hands me what is supposed to be a milkshake, it was warm. Like, I could feel the espresso mm -hmm. through it. And I was like, this is does not have enough, like, ice cream to, like, milk, yeah. like, ratio now. It's going to be, like, a soup. It's not, yeah. like, fro like, it's not exactly all liquid, but it was not a milkshake. Mm -hmm. It was, like, a malt, almost. Yeah. And all I could taste, like, was espresso, if I'm being honest. So I was like, there's too much caffeine and not enough mm -hmm. chocolate, like, ice cream in this. But that's fine. So I take it with a happy little face. And I was like, thank you. And she's like... You know, oh, thank you. I hope you like it. Like, I hope. And I was like, obviously, I wasn't going to tell her, like, as I'm feeling the warmth from, from yeah. the cup, like, no, it's going to taste like shit, and I already know. But, I'm going like, to, like, throw it in the trash mm -hmm. in a second. But I, thanks. like, was so sad. And and it was, like, a rough day at work. I had worked all day, and, like, I still had, like, an hour and a half to my shift. My, mm -hmm. um, the minute I got to work, the other person was off their shift almost. They yeah. had, like, 15 minutes left. And then it was just me and my boss um, running the floor for that last hour before mm -hmm. the kids come up and they take over. And I remember I took, like, I drank maybe one-third of this milkshake that I was so excited for. And I remember, like, turning to my my boss with tears in my eyes and being like, all I wanted was a milkshake. Yeah. All I wanted was a milkshake today. This is the only thing I wanted. Mm -hmm. And it 
is like not what it's yeah. supposed to be. And I remember just being so disappointed. Mm. And so I, I was literally like in tears. And she's like, "What's the? Ma- we could add ice to it. Like, yeah. what do you want me?" And I was like, "No, like it's not the same. I just wanted." I like yeah. literally cried. Like, like had a whole like yeah. meltdown over a milkshake, and it wasn't really about the milkshake. Like, it's because I was no, in a it's low never place. About it's that never one melt thing, that, but it know? was like the thing that just like is the icing on my cake. Yeah, like, the thing that pushes my water over the cup. I was just like, okay, I need a moment to yeah. be upset about and the fact that I just wanted one thing for myself this week, and it just and didn't that makes sense the way I because like to. when when you're in that like state, you know, like little things that would give you joy and just give you that extra spoon mm-hmm. like are so so important so reliant and so then on when it. it's when it's messed up even a little bit it it doesn't it, do what it's mm-hmm. supposed to and it, then like, suddenly it's ruined and now you're even worse yeah you know I'm even more sad because like the one thing that was supposed to bring me joy today mm-hmm. just was a disappointment yeah. honestly and i was just i in a moment i was like all i wanted was a milkshake mm. like, i can't even have one good thing in that. yeah <laughs> i was like having a whole moment and like my boss was like you know being like i don't know how to and i was like i'll be fine in like two minutes yeah but like i'm just really upset because i was really excited for this chocolate milkshake with some yeah. coffee in it and it just, just so, really brought me down if you're going through it like if you because it is winter so if you're going through it because it's the season time or if you're just going through it because you also suffer from like a diagnosed like thing just know we see you we hear you you are completely valid and take as much time as you need to get yourself out of it and if there's anything and anything that we could do to help like we're here we see you and don't be afraid to reach out uh, because if they really cared and if they, uh, if anybody really like was your friend, they would, they would hear you and they would do what they could to try to help you yeah. when they could. And I understand everyone not being able to be, you know, emotionally available for things mm-hmm. when they happen, but even just being like, Hey, I'm also going through something right now. I don't know how much of a help I could be, but like, I'm always here yep. like to try to do as much as I can. And if I say the wrong thing, like, let me know. Yeah. Like, please be open and honest with me. Like, you know, I love you and I want, mm-hmm. you know, your happiness to prevail. And like, it's just like little, little yeah. like acts of kindness, like do what you can. Like my, um, my therapist once told me like years ago that, cause I'm, I mentioned if they could, they would, you know? And then she, she got like, she hit me back with, if they could, they would, or yeah, if they, oh, if they wanted to, if they wanted to, they would. And then she hit me back with, if they wanted to, they would, if they could. And adding that has really opened my eyes to certain people, like, that just can't sometimes. But mm-hmm. I do also want to point out that, like, if they can't always when you need them to, like, if you're, like, if, if it seems like every time you're in a lower state or every time you need help, that's suddenly when they can't do anything for you, maybe see that as a beige flag, if not a red flag at a certain point, because... Mm-hmm. If they're constantly finding a way to not help you at your lowest, like, maybe they don't deserve you at your highest. And I've learned that a lot, too. But definitely, like, if they wanted to, they would if they could. And that's a that's a big thing to look at, too, and think about, too. Mm-hmm. Um, what helps you when you're depressed? When I'm depressed? Like, what what is little things that other people could do for you while you're depressed? I feel like words of affirmation really yeah. help me a lot when I'm depressed because... I'm hearing in my own brain from myself, like, you're worthless, you're, like, a waste of space, like, which is that, feelings and stuff I've struggled with, like, my whole life, hashtag trauma, um, but mm. they're really more rampant and more, like, I hear them more, yeah. you know, and I, 
react they're more to them. drowning yeah, yeah i react to them more when i'm depressed because i'm not as like i'm not at my highest self i'm mm-hmm. not as confident as i usually am in like my emotional state in my body like i'm just more vulnerable more insecure yeah so i'm just a lot harder on myself and like i'm more depressed like because i'm not doing the things that i need to do to make me feel better because mm-hmm. i am depressed like i'm not like hanging out with my friends i'm not giving them like the people that i love the quality time that i so desire because i'm a i'm a big quality time bitch like i grew up hella poor so yeah. i didn't have a lot so like and time like is yours like you're Mm. like you wake up every day you get to choose what you do what you spend your time with so to me like someone taking time out of their day to spend time with me or me doing the same vice versa is like actually like really important to me it's Mm. very like it's a very significant thing to do um and just like being in my presence even if we're not even doing anything even if we're both on our phones like next to each other just like legs touching stuff like that that is comforting to me but when i am depressed like i do like I self-isolate. I go hermit mode. And I don't know how to, like, reach out because I'm so upset with myself and how I feel about myself internally. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm, like, no one would want to be around this. No one, like, wants you around them when you're not, like, your bubbly self. No one, like, doesn't, like, not appreciate me when I'm, like, sad like this, but, like, why would anyone want that energy Mm -hmm. in their space? Like, you are a burden right now. And you need to get your fucking shit together and not get the fuck off or Mm -hmm. else you're going to be alone forever. And I'm, like, oh you're right brain like uh. yeah and it's like those types of thoughts mm. so like quality time and like just having them give me that word of information mm-hmm. like hey i missed you this week i didn't have you around like i was thinking of you like things like that just knowing that they like missed my presence mm-hmm. and like missed the way i make them feel like missed my quality yeah time. that's what makes me f- feel better like them noticing like my like distance mm-hmm. and them being like hey like i was thinking about you still like i really wanted like missed our hangout time like them just telling me things like that yeah like, i missed you definitely words of information and like reassuring me that they like still value my friendship yep. and value like me as a person as an individual like that makes me feel better i yeah. feel like in my times of low um talking to my older brother has really like mm-hmm. like helped me even though i'm sorry kyle i'm the worst i really am i like will let go like i'm like i just texted him like last week it's been like I'm 37 like- days <laughs> and i'm like ah oh, fuck maybe that wasn't um, last week actually. maybe that wasn't last week i just have like no concept of time really mm-hmm. rebecca rebecca knows this i'm very um I'm a bad time management. It's, like, one of the things she hates about me. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is one of the things that I, like... Because I've gotten to a point, and I, I, I don't want to say this out loud in front of you because I know you're going to take advantage of it someday, but I've gotten to a point where I've learned that if I need Lauren to be ready at a certain time, I tell her to be ready an hour earlier than I need her to be ready. Because then she is ready at the time I originally needed her to be. <laughs> like there was an Ava Max concert that we we had last year that I told her to be ready at four, but I didn't need to actually leave her place until five. And we actually left, I think, at like four twenty-five ish. So like I've I've learned the trick with her, but I I'm I'm please don't use that. I'm gonna, <laughs> if I'm being honest, later. I'm gonna think about it for like two days, and then it'll. Whew, It'll be gone. It'll be gone. I have, like, one really big flaw of my brain is that it does not, like, hold information for very long mm-hmm. unless I utilize and use it. That's true. It just floofs it back into, like, a storage locker. And then randomly when you, like, activate that, like, 
that little subject that I'll learn, I'll be like, oh, yeah, you do. And I have to see it. I can't yeah. hear it. Like, I'm a very visual person. I have to see that. And I'll be like, this, this, this will equal that. And then yep. someone will look at me and be like, how? And I'll be like, we learned it at some point. Can I tell you when? No. <laughs> Can I tell you where? No. But this, I do know that's the right answer. There are foods <laughs> that I can't stand that she loves that she'll say something about them. And then I'll remind her, like, no, I won't eat that because I don't like that. And she'll be like, <gasps> and I'm like, I've told you this time and time again. And you respond the same way every it's time. It's blasphemous. <laughs> How could you not like it? Just It's straight Looney Tunes to me. Um, so it just, like, re-amps my brain of, like, What? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, I am very, very forgetful. I'd say, I'd say for me though, for um, like depression, like definitely words of affirmation, a hundred percent, and acts of service. I think is a big mm. thing. Like I, if you go out of your way to do something to me, for me to help me out, like that takes stuff off my caseload. It makes me feel like things are getting done, which will help the like you know drowning. Um, but it also reminds me that, like, people do care enough about me to do things. Mm -hmm. um, That's a good one. So, I never like, words of affirmation and acts of service is definitely a huge thing. Which is so weird because, like, my love languages are definitely, like, words of affirmation and quality time. So it's, and acts of service is, like, much lower because I never want to feel like a burden to people. Like, you don't have to go out of your way to do something. Just tell me you love me and, like, spend time with me and then, boom, I'm set, you know? Mm -hmm. Um but, like, for some reason, and I'm sure my therapist could tell me, but for some reason when I'm not in a good headspace, like, acts of service becomes, like, number one. Like, mm -hmm. if you do something for me, suddenly I am more, like, so reassured and so well, comforted it's probably and everything. because when you're in your depression, you, like, you struggle with getting your routine and your mm -hmm. chores done, and it's something that adds to that depression then because, like, you're beating yourself up. Yeah, because nothing's getting done. Yeah, because you're, like... Well, I didn't take out the trash and all the trash. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to have to stare at the trash sitting there yeah. for days. And it just makes you feel worse about yourself when you're staring at a problem that you know is so easy to fix, but you just don't have the energy capability yeah. to, like, focus on that or right when now. I go like, to I'm bed trying at, like, to, like, not kill myself, and I don't have the energy <laughs> to wash the fucking dishes. Sorry, guys. Or like, when I go to bed at, like, 7.30, and I'm just laying in bed watching YouTube because, like, that's my, you know, calm down. And then all I'm thinking during that time is, like, I have chores still to do. I have this still to do. I am not doing my homework mm -hmm. right now. Like, why am I not doing any of this stuff? And then instead of resting, I'm just... Beating yourself up for resting. Myself out, and yeah. then you're just not rested afterwards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like an awful fucking recycle. I hate that part of depression. Yeah. Just, like, being like, I was supposed to go do this today, and I had to, like, clean the bathroom, mm -hmm. and I had a vacuum, and I did nothing. And now I fucking hate myself yeah. even more than I, like, did when I woke up. Yeah. So definitely, like, you know... Tell me that you love me and you appreciate me and that you're proud of me and then do things for me. Yeah. And that's, that's what helps me a lot. Call me a good girl, pat my head and bring me some cookies. Oh. <laughs> Make those M&M cookies in your set. Um, anyway, so we're going to move on from depression. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening to all of that. Um, and we hope that helped whoever may be suffering out there. Um, but let's talk about piercings and tattoos. Oh my god. I love them. I have a problem. I have an addiction now. So I wanted to talk about both what piercings and tattoos we have, what we want to get, and like, I, I want to info dump about my tattoos. Yeah, we're gonna, uh, this segment is gonna take a while. <laughs> this <laughs> might be a little bit of a longer podcast. Yeah, this is gonna be a okay. long podcast. Um, um, <laughs> so, oh, I just kicked the mic. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> Look at what you did. Oh my god. 
Um, anyway, while I'm fix- while I'm fixing this, uh... No. <laughs> anyway, so I was gonna say, um, you you should start since you have more, or since you have less anyway. Yeah, I do have. Um, what 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 piercings do you have? Let's start with piercings because okay. we both have piercings. Fewer amount. I only have three piercings. I would have had more. Um, fun fact: I did let my friend pierce my nose with a sewing needle. Don't do that. <laughs> it's not fun. In case you um, needed that. It was not worth it because it didn't even stay. Because Fun fact, we did it, and we had no jewelry to put it in, like, p- to put in, so I just had so to, So you like, just stabbed your nose. We, okay, we found an earring. You put it in I was, like, 17, I don't know, I was going through a phase, and I really hated myself and my body, oh, and wow. I was really, dur- it was a, during a self-harm phase, okay, so I was doing a lot of crazy shit I shouldn't have been doing. Well, yeah, um... I let my friend pierce my nose with a sewing needle, and she got it halfway through, and then I have a phobia of needles, so obviously she didn't do it quick enough, and I was, like, tweaking out, and then it just had, I had a sewing needle in my nose. She's, I remember that. And she was like, well, I already got it halfway through, so you're, you're just gonna, like, let me half pierce it and not go all the way through? Like, come over here. And I was like, huh. So I let her stab it the rest of the way through my nose, and then it closed up, like, the next day. It was awful. Um, and then... <laughs> But fun fact, I really do want to get a nose piercing so bad, but I have a hella, hella deviated septum. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking I want to go to the doctors this year and see if they'll, like, fix it because I'm starting to not be able to breathe out of the other side of my mm-hmm. face. I can only really suck in from one side. And I'm like, I feel like that. Like, if I feel like if I go through the pain again of getting it done and then I pay someone, like, 80 bucks, mm-hmm. right, for the jewelry plus, like, the piercing, whatever, and then they're like, oh, you got to take that out for us to fix your nose, and it closes up. I will be the most pissed yeah. I will ever be in my entire life. So mm-hmm. I really want to get, like, a nose job and fix my nose um, so I can use it properly, and then I want to pierce it and yeah. jam it. And, but, but I don't want to, like, alter it if it's just going to get ruined, you yep. know, because I don't want to waste the money. But I have um, my ears pierced. I got them done for the, when I was 13, I think, mm-hmm. 13 or 14. Fun fact, my mom was really big into me not changing anything on my body. Same. And she didn't believe... Like, as a kid, I guess she talked it over with my grandma about piercing my ears as a baby, but I guess she just ultimately didn't want to take that choice from me, is what she told me. She was like, I didn't want to do it because I thought it looked cute, and I didn't want to put my baby through that, and, like, I guess as a baby, like, you would have forgotten, but, like, I just wasn't sure if, as a, like, young adult, like, because she had her ears pierced, and Mm -hmm. she's actually hella allergic. Mm. And same thing, I have to have, like, real shit. I can't have nickel or anything, because my ears just balloon up, and, and, like, she had a horror story as a kid where they didn't realize she was, like, allergic yet to it or something, or they did know, and she just got, like, a pair of earrings that were, like plated silver but not like whole silver yeah and in the middle of the night while she's wearing it it swallowed and she had to like have her ear like cut open to like take mm. out the pierce so like she had trauma for that so she was like i wanted you to be old enough to make the choice yourself yeah. to get it done and so at 13 i was like i want to get my ears pierced and we went to like the mall and got them pierced at like mm-hmm. the pandora pandora whatever yeah type. pandora i think yeah, I think yeah. Is whatever they're called so i have my ears pierced and then i didn't do anything else. Then I let my friend pierce my nose with a sewing needle at, like, 16, 17. Um, and you then know, recently, normal. I actually got a real piercing in my ear. I got, um, I forgot the name of it, but it's just, like, the side piercing on the top that, like, a lot of people have. Not the, the industrial. Ho- no, it's, like, the hoop one. Mm-hmm. But I remember as a kid, I saw these, like, this one boy, like, girlfriend that my brother had 
had this piercing on the top of her ear. And I remember seeing it, and I thought it was the coolest looking... Mm -hmm. I just thought she was a bad bitch for having it. And I was like, that? I want that. That. Um, And so I finally, because I have a huge phobia of needles, um, I can't see them or else I will bolt. Um, And if I see them and they're near my face, I will start swinging. Like, I I literally just can't. So Mm -hmm. I was, like, having, like, a full, like, like, I'm going to throw up to this, like, at the end of the pier. She's like, please don't throw. And I was like, I'm not going to throw up because I also have a fear of vomit. But, like, I feel like I'm going to throw up. So it's just giving me anxiety. So I'm sorry that I'm going to, like, chatter your ear off this whole time because I'm trying to distract myself Mm because I'm terrified. She's like, you don't have to. And I was like, no. I have We're to doing this. We're doing it. And Just I, don't let me see anything. And I went to the mall, and the it was, like, the piercer, and then their, um, their like, apprentice or whatever, mm-hmm. helper person, and I mentioned that I was afraid of, like, vomiting, and they were, like, actually, I'm actually, like, afraid of vomit, like, there's, and I was like, a metaphobia, you have a metaphobia, and they, like, turned to their, like, piercer, like, the, the piercer turned to their apprentice, was like, see, I told you it's a real thing, so we bonded over that for a moment nice. of us having, like, this weird fear, um, and then they just, like, kind of chatted me up, was talking to me, they're like, I'm just, like, getting it ready, like, look in the mirror, see what you want, like, placement-wise, there are two options, and I was like, honestly, like, I don't know which one's the best one to pick, because mm-hmm. this is, like, obviously, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here, I've yeah. only had my ears pierced, like, professionally, so, like, whichever one you think is gonna hang right, pierce away, like, yeah. you're the piercer, you seem like you know what you're fucking doing, like, trust You're gonna me. trust your judgment, I'm gonna bro. trust your judgment, because, like, to me, they both look good, yeah. to me, they look fine, and she was like, well, do you want it to hang more, like, straight or do you want it to hang more like like this mm-hmm. like kind of like like come down at an angle i was like i kind of like the angle way that that looks nice to me and she was like okay that's what i was thinking like a lot of people like that probably. yeah and i was like okay then pierce me and they're like okay i'm just gonna line it up redot it like i'm not doing it yet um and i was like okay that's great and then they were in, and then they asked me like oh well, yeah and also i forgot what's your name again and i went oh it's laura and then she bammed it right through my ear and i was like it's Lauren! It's Lauren! <laughs> and I just screamed, and like... that's when you know they know what they're doing. Uh, um, and then I, like, they got the piercing in, which, that's actually hurt way worse than, like, getting the piercing, like, twisted on or whatever. That Oh, hurts. that hurts. That hurts. But, like, the actual piercing, I was like, oh, that was quick and, yep. like, easy pain. And then it's, like, that weird, like, burning hot thing, but it didn't really, like, mm. hurt after that. And I remember looking in the mirror, and I went, fuck yeah, I did it! <laughs> and Hannah, my friend and boss, was, like, outside. Because yep. they don't let you go in anymore because of COVID with, yeah. like, someone else, which, unfortunate. Could have used someone to hold my hand, but the way they did it was actually really helpful mm-hmm. for me. And I guess she was waiting to go in after me, and she said that hearing me scream, fuck yeah, I did it, like, gave her the courage to, like, go get it done alone. I was like, I'm so glad that I could help you. But yeah, those are all the piercings I have. I have just my ears done, and then my side top ear done, mm-hmm. and then the nose one is nev- no longer a thing. <laughs> that it doesn't was, exist It anymore. was just a fun memory to hold on to. Uh, I... Used to have my ears pierced. Mm-hmm. I got them back when I was in, when I was like 13 or so. It was 13 because it was on my 13th birthday that I was outlawed. It's time to be real. Oh my God. That's my be real. That's oh my God. I'm pausing cute. my story so we can be real in the middle of the podcast. That's going to be so Oh, I cute. hope they heard the notification and got excited for us. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I wonder... Has my little sister accepted your... Yes, she has. Oh, she comments <laughs> on all of my stuff. It's so cute. I have to start posting to my Bereal because I really never use it. 
but my little sister does it every day and i really want to see what she's up to yeah get a little view on her life she's so cute dude i sent her a tiktok the other day that was like that one friend that takes photos it's like she does it all the time (laughs) and i sent it to her all cap she went why do you keep having to call me out with a sad face after (laughs) and i go but that's my love language with the like little fingers together the baby face and she just sends me a photo like (laughs) <laughs> and, and I was like, there you go, I'm doing it again. And I just sent her like a photo back of me going like a weird face at her and she question marked it. I was like, you made a weird face at me. <laughs> so I made a weird face at you. What 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 question mark? What are you question marking it? Um But back to piercings. Yes. Uh so I, I got my ears pierced when I was thirteen and they tell you like nine like six to nine months or whatever that you're supposed to keep the original piercing in and let heal and everything. And I kept it and in to spin it for No, they don't they tell you not to spin it anymore. They never told me to spin it. Bro, no, when I got my ears pierced, they were like, Don't forget to spin them because like it like will help them not close around. No, like, yeah. Whatever. And I guess now they tell you don't spin it. Because it actually, like, reopens the wound. It's, like, uh, not... Like, like, they've learned a lot more about piercings back from, like, when we used yeah. to... Yeah. And they used to tell us to use, like, dial soap or whatever. They're like, don't use dial oh, soap Oh, yeah, anymore. don't use dial soap And I was all. like... <laughs> That's wild. So, like, the information I got when I first started piercing was so mm-hmm. vastly different from when I got this piercing. They yeah. were like, don't touch it, don't spin it. I was like, well, I was told... They were like, no, that's changed. Nope, we don't do that anymore. That's not the same anymore. And I was like, really? <laughs> so, I, I I waited a year before I finally changed my piercing because I really wanted to make sure that they stayed and that they were good and I was super careful about it mm-hmm. and I was doing everything they asked me. And then I, I, I had these, um, this birthday jewelry set that I would wear every year on my birthday. It was like a sapphire heart with sapphire heart dangly earrings. Those Those are cute. Um, And I was so excited that that next year on my birthday, I could wear the matching set. And so they were dangly piercings. They weren't like, they weren't ones that had a backing on it. So when I finally took out the piercing and put in the dangly earrings, like halfway through the day, my ears started hurting. So I I took out the dangly earrings to wash it a little bit. When I tried to put the earring back in, it needed to be re-pierced. Like it shut on my piercing. <laughs> um, so I said, well, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that again. Um, so I let them close after that. And it was really funny because I guess my like family didn't notice that I stopped wearing earrings and they didn't pick up on the fact that I didn't have my ears pierced for like three years. <laughs> like crazy. my brother got me like earrings uh, a few years later and I was like, my ears aren't pierced anymore. And they were like, what? And I'm like, I haven't worn earrings in like two years. What do you mean? Dude, I was so afraid uh, of that <laughs> happening because you told me that when I got my ears mm-hmm. pierced. I wore... I think it's just... I never took out those piercings. Fun fact, the pier- I still have them. They're in my room somewhere. Um, and they're the, like the first, like the safety back. Mm-hmm. So they don't like, the backs don't come out and they don't stab you. Mm-hmm. You just like sleep on them. So I have like, and I wore these earrings literally up until like two years ago. I think I, or like two or three years ago, I finally like took them out. Mm-hmm. So I wore these earrings, bruh, literally from the time I was 13 until like up into my 20s. I never, <laughs> like I never took them out, but I would wash them and they were like pretty clean. But dude, the first time I took them out, I was like, damn. There's like like in the in the hole there was like old oh, stuff and I was oh. like oh crusty so I washed them I cleaned them but I and I have like put them in a, a little bit but like I haven't done them in a while mm-hmm. but I can still feel the holes and I know one of the holes is like crooked because I let them yeah. I didn't like pierce them like I didn't go to a piercing place it was like the gun so like, the gun oh the guns are so the bad guns are the for worst. you um but back then you didn't know that yeah like they always just use the gun or I could have done one by one because there was a stigma around piercers like yeah. like real piercers mm-hmm. that would like use just a needle like there was like no go to like this regular place that's meant for ear piercings mm-hmm. and, and it it's goes like, so much quicker no. and the jewelry is just like slant and I'm that's like actually so bad for you 
with the piercing needle, it takes out that flesh, a little piece of flesh. Yep. So it like makes room for the piercing. The piercing, you're just shoving it in. Yeah, there. the gun, you're literally just shoving through mm-hmm. your cartilage. So it doesn't, it doesn't heal as nicely. It doesn't like yeah. do. Go to a real piercer. Yes. They know what the fuck they're doing. They are covered in piercings. They're gonna take mm-hmm. care of you so much better. Don't go to Claire's. Please don't go to don't Claire's. Go to Claire's. <laughs> don't go to piercing pagoda. Don't like none of that. Um, and now I have a belly button piercing. So oh God, I only have hot. one piercing. I want a belly button piercing. And it's healing. So bad. And it's but gonna be a while. <laughs> I have I have a hernia above my belly button, so I'm pretty sure you can't get those. I could get the lower belly button pierced, but I hear that hurts like way worse than getting the top done. Lower belly button? I yeah, don't think so I could like, willingly you get do up that. Here pierced or you can get right here. I don't pierced. think I'd ever want to do that. Um and well, it, I can't now, but... Yeah. <laughs> so, I was thinking, what if I just get the lower belly button? Yeah. Done? But also, like, fun fact, I can pull out my belly button. So, I just, like, Don't get the actual belly button. Yeah. So, I'm worried. <laughs> Did you I'm pull worried. it out? And, and like, like, you pierce this? My pier- like, my actual <laughs> belly button. So, I'm worried that I just don't have the anatomy. Well, you can't have the any and outy. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Tell I... them to pierce the any and outy. <laughs> pierce them through each other. So like, just... pierce pierce the inside part of it. And then be like, what I just pull you... it out. And I'm like, <laughs> pierce, like, right here, but don't pull, like, I... They'd be like, this. I'm going to need you to leave, actually. Like, we're gonna, you don't we're have gonna, the anatomy for that. We're going to cancel yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I don't have an anatomy. Yeah, for you it. might not be able to do it's a belly so, button piercing with that. Yeah, it's so bullshit. Like, cause they're so hot, and I've all like I've always thought belly buttons was hot. All my friends, all my friends have gotten their belly buttons pierced. Does Hannah every, have it pierced? Hannah's the only one that doesn't. Oh, okay. You've gotten it done now. Fucking uh, Lex had it done. Um, B had it done. Mm. Fucking um, even our old friend Jackie got hers done yeah. with B. Um, so I was like, everyone, everyone, wow, of my old they're friends, all just teasing you. Literally, I'm sorry. I was like, fuck you. And then you got it done. I'm so sorry. Now I'm like, I gotta stare at this hot fucking ab, uh, fucking great, silly, wet belly button piercing, and I can't have it. If it but makes you feel fine. any better, sometimes I'm like, because I have rolls. I have like, you know, I I, I have a chunk. I have chunks. Of Everyone's rolls. stomach does that. Um, if you think, but like, if I always sit like feel this, like that it, our stomachs don't fold on itself. You're an idiot. But I always feel like it like is ruining the the piercing whenever I do it, and so sometimes I'm panicking that, like, maybe I shouldn't have gotten it done with the rolls that I have, but then I remember, like, what everyone you said. Has everyone them. has rolls, you This know? is the way your body, like, moves. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hate the stigma around ab- abdomens and mm-hmm. the belly fat that women have, because that's natural covering yeah. for your uterus. Fun fact, yeah. If you're supposed to have it for when you do get pregnant, that way your skin doesn't stretch to fucking oblivion and crack open. Mm. That's why there's fat there, because it yeah. makes it so your skin can scre- stretch in if a healthy you, way. If you don't know, your little belly pouch that you're always super worried about is literally covering your organs. Like, it has to be there. So, love we that part of you. We store fat there for a reason. It's because we're supposed to give birth. It's supposed to help your whole body. It's Learning that was, like, the one thing that made me, like, really like my stomach a mm-hmm. lot more. Because I used, to, I used to hate that. And I used to do so much I to try to get rid of it. I remember middle school. And then I was like, oh. number one thing was I hated my stomach and, like, my silhouette. I hated I thought I looked like a box. I was mm-hmm. like, I look like a 12-year-old boy. Because Photoshop really... It takes it out every time. Mm-hmm. And so then you're like, oh, how do these people have, like, no stomach fat? And it's and like, like, they do. the curves, bro. The curves that I was seeing online mm-hmm. as a middle school girl, like, destroyed the way I thought about yeah. my body. Like, I, I was a normal girl. I was petite, too, yeah. for my age. And I remember thinking, I'm so fat. Yeah. I remember just because at that age, too, right, 
at that time you go your body starts going through a change mm-hmm. and you get like a lot of baby fat yeah um and it's supposed to help when you're growing your mm-hmm. body um and i just hated it i hated the change that i was going through like because i knew it was supposed to be happening naturally and i knew it was totally okay but like i just hated that like suddenly my jeans weren't fitting the way that they used mm-hmm. to and like suddenly i have more fat on my thighs and i was yeah. like the thigh gap is what i need right now and i hate that i just saw on tiktok legging legs or whatever is like what, what they're calling it now instead of thigh gap legging legs oh my god and i'm like stop it like to me in 2024 legging legs means like a big badonkadonk and some juicy fucking thighs yep like no yep that's that's not no i don't want to stigmatize and like promote a body image that mm-hmm. is so hurtful because also like just like a couple months ago i'd say six ish maybe eight my little sister came to me and she was not even 12 yet at the time mm-hmm. she was 11 she came to me at night being like i don't feel the best gr- ba- gr- the best uh, i can't even get the words out about my body as it is mm-hmm. and i was like i hate that you feel that way i hate that like you feel like people making comments about like oh are you sure you gotta eat that much or like yep. especially as a girl like yep. let them eat what they want let them go back yep. for seconds let them you know like i'm like don't ever like and it happens at such a young age yeah i was like sweetie i went through this like i know exactly how you're feeling mm-hmm. and like watching your body change and like not fitting in things you used to but like just know that your body is preparing you to turn into yep. a beautiful version that you are meant to become yep. and like she has such a sweet soul like she's just one of the sweetest kids mm. i've ever had the privilege of having in my life and i always wanted a little sister growing mm. up but my like my birth mom was like the factory's fucking closed for business so like i love the bond i have with my little sister i love yep. that she's fulfilling this like want that i had mm-hmm. in my life and we're over a decade apart so like i feel like there is that like kind of divide because i am so much older but yeah. it's almost nice because i can relate to the things she's going through and mm-hmm. be like hey i experienced this already like yep. here's how i coped or like this is what it made me feel and this is like things that i did that wasn't healthy mm-hmm. for me like i developed an eating store i never want you to feel mm-hmm. like that you ever feel like that please come to me and i'll talk to you about it yeah. like you are beautiful and she's such a beautiful girl on the inside and on the outside yeah. so i never want her to feel like she has to chase a body image that's just not obtainable for mm-hmm. girls are like that are going through stuff like that like going through the body it's not attainable at that Mm. like your body is changing and is meant to change and trying to put it into like this box of like stay like this stay looking like this don't come out of it don't step over the line it's just it's not right and it's not like the just your body is always beautiful nobody else's body is something you can comment on and if they want to change how they look regardless of whatever just support them. Yeah, that's all. Just support them. Like let them make their own life choices. Um obviously like be concerned if my body about it <laughs> in an unhealthy way. Yeah. But like don't make them feel worse about it. No. Just be like, Hey, I know you're going through this and I know you want it, but like I love you the way you yep. are. Hearing someone tell me that they loved like what I viewed as flaws like really Mm -hmm. helps me to accept a lot of part of my body like i used to hate my stomach i used to hate my nose yep i have a speech impediment which is not as prominent now that i'm older but i did do speech therapy as a kid yep all throughout elementary school and i do like still struggle on big words like Mm. i do this thing where if i hear like if i say the word i have to have someone else say it to me so i can hear how it's supposed to be pronounced Mm -hmm. and then i can replicate that but that was something that i was actually pretty insecure about like like 
a word. I think it was like confoundment or something. I kept saying compoundment. Yeah. And I was like, can you say it again for me? And I used to make one of my old friends and stuff, like, do it for me. Mm-hmm. And, like, I like it take me sometimes even a few tries to get it right. Yep. And sometimes I'd still fuck up fuck it up like five minutes later and they just say it again for me yeah and i remember i was it was something i was insecure about like speaking publicly and like because i'm a great reader i can read through a book like like that but like talking has not been yeah my like strong suit so and i remember this one conversation they were like i think it's really cute when you do that like i think it's so adorable and i really love it i think it's an adorable like cute little thing that you do and i've never met anyone else that does this mm. thing i think it's cute and i remember thinking to myself like Oh, like that like made me feel so good about something that yeah. I'm insecure about. So like just giving compliments to things that like mm-hmm. are like what I view as a flaw that like yeah. I think is very helpful. So if you know that someone's like insecure or like has like a problem with something about themselves, like just be kind about it. Yep. Like that's all you have to do to make them like feel more accepting about themselves. Yeah. Is like I know you shouldn't look for, for validation from others. Mm-hmm. It's not like very healthy thing to do but like getting a little help from some people there's like, nothing there's wrong nothing with wrong it. with that so like i don't know having someone be like oh i actually think it's really cute the way you crinkle your nose mm-hmm. like that helped me be like oh maybe it's not as like ugly of a witch nose like, yeah just little comments that like make you feel better about yourself that build up over time yep. you know and like having someone else find admiration or find something like cute or joyful about you that you don't like about yourself Mm -hmm. that really helped me like change my outlook on my body yeah so i don't know i try to be as like sweet i'll make like little comments like oh i love the way your hair looks today or Mm -hmm. i love the way like you laugh like like things like that always very like always share those positive stuff never be afraid to go to somebody and just tell them something that you like about that person like any random stranger in the mall something i was talking about uh with somebody that i interacted with recently at a birthday party was that no there's never a negative response to you complimenting somebody and if there is that's on them yeah like if you respond negatively to some random stranger coming up to you and complimenting you you got some issues that you need to work out but like there is never i know there's there's never a time where somebody's gonna like hate you for complimenting them yeah as a random stranger like like, the nicest thing part of their day you know like it could literally make their whole day yeah or their whole week you never know how any like what anyone's going through so like i don't know sharing a little bit of joy yeah i don't know we're all just trying to find a little piece of joy to get through the day to get through the week get through the month like i think it really like helps when people show a little bit of kindness Mm -hmm. so we were going to talk about tattoos, yes. but we're like an hour into this already. I'm ready to talk about tattoos. I think we need to save this, mm. and tattoos will be one of the next topics. Give them that anticipation. Fine. And then we'll we'll, we'll kind of start shutting down this today's, today's conversation. Lauren's looking at my hands back and forth because this entire conversation, <laughs> I stopped playing with my fidgets, and instead I just uh, picked, off your picked off my nail polish. done nails. I, I only got them done a week ago. They're not new, new. I th- they're still pretty, though. They were really pretty. I really liked this color. I might have to go out of my way just to fix it and do the color again, because I really liked this color. It was um, really hot. I... Red na- nail theory? I believe in that shit. What's that? Oh, the red nail... So it's like you get more attention when you wear red. It's like... Oh, yeah. See, I did that it's when like I waitressed. It's like bold, yep. you know, and it kind of catches them, and it's more like you get like a different 
Mm, depending on like what type of energy you're looking for. Yeah. Red nail theory brings in kind of like it's like a seductress like type, yeah like energy I guess. No, I would always when I was waitressing at Friendly's, um, which lucky for me, Friendly's color was red anyway, so I kind of got away with it even more. But uh, I would always put a piece of red in my hair, whether it was a handkerchief or like a red bow or whatever. Dude, tips were like doubled, doubled or tripled mm. every single time. I, I did feel that. like bows in the hair just. Because yep. you look more youthful, you get more tips. Yep. I'm going to actually... Like, I don't th- want men to sexualize me, but when I'm waitressing... If it's going to help gonna, the tip... I'm going to I'm gonna steal you your got. money, bro. Use I'm going to steal you your money. I do that all the time. Like, people at work are like, why is your shirt, like, kind of unzipped a little? And I'm like, nothing's flashing through, though. And they're like, but I can see your, like, your sternum a little. And I'm like, ooh, my, my sternum! sternum. <laughs> um, oh, but, no! But, bro, the amount of tips that I... I did it one week, well, a couple of years ago, where I, like, wore, like, t- like the, sh- the crew shirts that were, like, to here, to, like, mm. my, like, clavicle, essentially, t- um, and it comes up just to your neck, and you see nothing, and I made okay tips, like, yeah. I still made decent tips, but when I wore the shirts that I can unzip to, like, right here, to, like, my mid, like, sternum, mm. where, like, I don't, I'm a small titty bitch, I don't got much to show, um, but, like, there's still, like, a little, like, illusion of, like, oh, I can maybe... And I made yep. double, bruh. Yep. If not more than what I made that week mm. previously. So I'm like, it matters. It definitely it matters. Helps. Like, if they see, like, just a flash of skin, they're like, here's a buck. Yep. And I'm like, if I get that every customer and I see, like... Deal. A bunch of customers throughout the day, like, that's a lot of money. Deal. And I do have to split it between, like, you know, four mm-hmm. to five, six maybe different people. So, like, any penny counts, like... Why not? Really treading that line between customer service worker and stripper. Yeah, trying to. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like, <laughs> but also, like, the amount of, like, the amount of sexualization mm-hmm. that I experience at work, you could pay me for it, bub. Like, yep. give me a fucking buck. Yep. Give me two. Give me five. Like, like I, actually, you owe I'm me a, money yeah. for the sexualization. You owe me, me money to just glance in my direction, bro. Yep. And if you hold that stare, it, it racks up. It, yep. Every second is a penny. Come on, bub. Yep. Like, let's go. Um... <laughs> But also, like, you're buying coffee for, like, eight bucks now, mm. a pop, if you're getting, like, a donut as well or some shit yep. like that. Large, whatever. Just a large, like, something. Large, like, hot is, like, almost four bucks, I think, now or something, some shit like that. So you're yeah. spending, like, five bucks at least. See, I only ever here. get a medium because... So, like, Oh my god, I learned, I'm sorry I'm interrupting, but I learned recently, so a large at Starbucks is 16 ounces, which is the medium at Dunkin's, which I knew this already because my venti reusable Starbucks cups, like, fits a medium Dunkin's cup. Dunkin's coffee, Dunkin's large coffee, 32. Oh yeah, 32 Ooh, I don't need I I don't need that much. Yeah, I don't need that much. Twenty four extra large hot, twenty four large for hot, sixteen for medium, twelve for a hot, and then it goes like I think twelve sixteen thirty two. Thirty two for iced. Or no, it goes but yeah, I, I, I remember being, and it jumps so high. And then it's so insane to me that Starbucks is so is like doubled pricing when they offer half of what Dunkin's offers but also at the same time like I don't need 32 ounces of coffee so now I've, I like if I go to Dunkin's I'm getting a medium and only you know a medium and I barely finish two larges for one person sometimes so Wild. I, have, I have a customer that comes through she gets a you large have heart ice problems. and then she gets a large with no ice that way it doesn't like water it down and she's like 
Yeah, this is for, like, my lunch break. This is for me to get through the day, and I get this on my lunch, and I drink it until, like, the end of the day. I'm like, you're having... Heart problems. 64 ounces of coffee a day? And then people wonder why, when you drink a Monster and a large Dunkin's coffee in a day, your heart is suddenly palpitating by the end of it. Because like, you're, like, no the human is supposed to have caffeine. that much caffeine. <laughs> that you're ingesting. Oh, my God. Bruh. Like, I, I'm a caffeine addict, but I'm a caffeine addict in the sense of, like, I'll drink 16 to 20 ounces a day, and if I don't have that much I'm drowsy or headachey like that's it I'm not a caffeine addict that's like I'm gonna stuff my body with a hundred ounces of caffeine you know something that's so funny I work um for Dunkin's which I think I have said already mm. I don't drink coffee like at work ever you're not like, a coffee person I like coffee but I went through like because I've worked at Dunks now for like five years yeah I think almost um or, like, actually, yeah, I was, like, 18, I think, yep. when I started working for them. I'm 24 now, so, like, five years. Yep. Maybe even going on six, almost. Um, I think this summer will be six. Mm-hmm. Or maybe this summer will be five. I don't know. Anyways. Anyways. I worked there a long time. So, like, when I first started working there, I was not into coffee at all. Like, I wanted t- coffee, like, maybe once a week. But yep. then I went through a phase where I was having coffee every morning. Like, because I was, like, it was just available to me. Yeah. So, I'd make myself, like, a small cold foam, cold brew. I'd take, like, half of like, drink, like, half of it, and then it would be all melted, and then I'd make myself a new one. Yep. And so I went through a phase where I was drinking, like, a decent amount of caffeine, and then I was like, why am I doing this? Like, and me, I'm more of a Coca-Cola type person, so I, at my job, we had a Coke cooler for, like, for when I started working there, and then just recently, like, a year or two ago, we got a Pepsi cooler instead. So, I, yeah, no. Um, it's, it's fine. I don't know why we made the switch, but I guess Duncan's like switched over to Pepsi. Mm-hmm. At least ours did. I don't know if it's like all the, of them or if it was like a corporate decision. And that's yeah. why we switched over. It probably was a corporate decision. Um, they probably like had a better deal with the Pepsi eventually. I don't know. Well, cause Mountain, Mountain Dew's Pepsi, right? Yeah. So we have, we have like And you Pepsi, guys have the rushes We have now. the star. Well, we've always had the rushes. The energy drinks? Mm-hmm. It used to be made with Monsters. Now they're made with Rockstar because Pepsi has Rockstar now. You guys have really always had those? I feel like those always. were only recently nope. We've released. always had them. It's just That's that wild. they changed from uh, Monster to Rockstar, which a lot of people actually, when we made that switch, stopped drinking them. They were like, Rockstar. That's insane. No. Like, like, I, I literally monster. don't. I didn't think you guys had them until nope. this past nope. year. Nope, we've had them always. I've wild. been making those things for years, but a lot of people stopped drinking them because they changed the um they changed the recipes. So the, like, real fans were like, not nah, fuck this. And then the um, people that were like me that didn't know it existed were like, ah, yeah. Fact, <laughs> when I worked, when I first started at working at Dunks, we've changed a lot of the food policies since, unfortunately. But you were allowed, like, one shift drink. Yep. Um, and it could be a cooler beverage if you wanted it to be, but you got one. Yeah. That was it. And it wasn't like the cooler beverages, like they preferred if you didn't take them like every single mm-hmm. shift. So it was like more like once in a while that you were supposed to take the cooler, but you were allowed one a day, mm-hmm. um, for every shift you worked. And I would always take a Coke if I took from the cooler, I would always do a Coke. So I'd have like Coke in the morning every day. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they switched over to Pepsi, I was like, it's not the same. So I really cut back like the caffeine amount I have. Like the only time I really crave coffee is like, I crave hot coffee, but I don't like the way stores make hot no, coffee. No, hot coffee is not good when it, it's not at home. It sits too long. Yep. Which like, I know it's supposed to, I know it's allotted to sit in like our warmers or like, I think it's like an hour that they last up to almost. Mm-hmm. Um, usually they don't sit that long because we go through hot coffee like that. Um, but I just, 
I don't, I don't prefer hot coffee. Like, I like cold drinks when I get it from, a like, a restaurant or from a fast food place. I don't know. Yep. But, like, at home, when I want coffee, I want, like, a hot cup of coffee on the weekends. That's the only time I really crave mm-hmm. coffee is during the weekends. During the work week, I'm so busy during the rush that, like, by the time I realize I'm thirsty, I'm like, give me some water. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so dehydrated. That's the only thing that's going to make me feel yeah. better. So I, like, only drink really water. And um, I used to love the the raspberry uh pomegranate or whatever oh refresher that was the best one yes Yes! that was my favorite one oh and then they were like no let's just take the strawberry and the mango and the mango and the peach mango is disgusting it's mango pineapple but we had a peach option one the peach one was vile and i think the peach replaced the blue pomegranate because it did they replaced it because it was during like the covid that they came out with it and the pomegranates were really expensive it was very costly to make that juice yeah um so they discontinued it for the cheaper yeah strawberries are cheap because they're so like mass produced i mean they're not cheap they're still expensive but they're the cheaper fruit and then pineapples are kind of more expensive too um which hot take we got rid of coconut milk at dunks we're discontinuing coconut milk good your guys's coconut milk was vile it it was it was not good. Um, but you guys really tried to, like, compete with Starbucks on those, mm-hmm. and it just was not it. No. Um, so we're only doing, like, re- the refreshers for the green tea now soon. Um, good. They're, they're most, the only good ones. Yeah. But the amount of people that are pissed. What? I don't understand mixing juice and milk. I don't get it. I will never get Go it. Go to Starbucks. It's, they it made looks, it better anyway. It looks better at Starbucks. I, I'm not supposed to say that. Um, but, like, <laughs> I don't like the way that when we did it, it, like didn't curdle it but mm-hmm. like it just looked like it was yep. so i just didn't like the look of them and i just personally am not like milk is but it milk goes into coffee and like hot chocolate and tea milk that does not go into juice milk and juice i don't get the combination i don't like no the tism in me cannot nope. it just makes me want to gag thinking of drinking juice with milk it just is not a combination i would ever do but like i get it if people like it, it was a very popular thing. I had to tell this one girl at work this week, like, oh, I'm actually, like, let me see if we have any of that. Because mm-hmm. technically it's been discontinued. But I'm, like, a lot of the stores, I guess, just, threw, like, some of our stores that we work with, they were, like, throw it away. I don't want to deal with it anymore. But I'm, like, if we already bought this product from the store. We're using like, it. Like, we're going to use it. I'm not going to, like, up my food costs just yeah. to, like, because I don't want to do it. And, like, they did take away the button for it already, though. So you have oh. to communicate. I always put, like, half sweet, half unsweetened on any drinks that have a special mm-hmm. modification. And I'll be like, find me if I don't tell you what it is. Because that means it has something that's supposed to be specific towards it. Yeah. And if you don't do it, they're going to be pissed. Yeah. So, like, yesterday, Aiden is like, what's this half and half sweet? Like, what what does it need? And he asked Hannah first. She went, I don't know. I didn't take And I, t- I whipped around. And I was like, she wants the coconut milk one. There's no more about it. <laughs> and he was like, gotcha. And I was like, thank God. <laughs> but I immediately loved that Hannah was like, I didn't take that. Ask Lauren. She was, she's doing all right. Like, she already knew, like, that. She was in the middle of food. Yeah. She had, like, seven sandwiches. So I, she wasn't really paying attention. But I was like, thank you for asking. It's actually this. Like, I love workers that know, like. Yeah, they get it. What they're supposed to do in those instances of mm-hmm. me. Like, because it's a universal thing. I'll put it in any cup that has a special mod. It will say half sweet, half unsweetened. Yeah. there's no, like, special mod button. 
I'm like, please ask me what it's supposed to like find me because I'm taking like multiple orders mm-hmm. with multiple drinks. So and I'm doing like when you're on OT, technically you're not supposed to just stand there taking orders. Like once I'm done with the order, if the line isn't moving, I should whip around and make sure I'm grabbing the pastries, or I should turn to Hannah and be like, yeah. do you need food? Like help like bagging up the food or like you know like you can cook it i'll put it together put it in the bag send it on or Mm. i whip around and see like that the one person on drink has 12 drinks let me go make some drinks with them real quick and then once it bangs my ear i have to go back to my spot or i like take the order while i'm helping like Mm -hmm. but you have to be able like good at the multitask of that that's like the one thing i love about like fast food i love the rush i love that like adrenaline of like balls to the wall like i can't talk to you i have seven things i need to do right now and i love that adrenaline rush um, I hate standing around when there's, like, no customers, and I'm like, well, I could deep clean this back wall and scrub <laughs> off the coffee. I could just find something <laughs> to do, I guess. Yeah, literally. I'm like, let me go look in. Like, last week, we got so slow at work that I was able to resweep the basement. And the basement is, like, not a lot of dunks have basements, but mm-hmm. we used to be an old house, I guess. So, like, I was able to sweep and mop the whole basement and then sweep the lobby and sweep the bathrooms and then mop the lobby and then mop the, like, bathrooms. And, like, I, like, literally, like, cleaned, like, for two hours. I was just cleaning because there was other people there at the, you know, on shift with me and they were, like, running the floor. Because there was, like, we'd get, like, three customers every hour that one day. And I was, like, I'm going insane. Yeah. Like, the dishes are done. The fucking, the second bakes are all done. The floors upstairs are done. Like, I've dusted. Like, wh- yeah. there's nothing else. I was just losing my mind i'm like i'm so bored if this like afternoon rush doesn't hit like i'm gonna clock out and go home like you don't even need me anymore but like i hate i just hate standing around doing nothing Mm -hmm. i just mm, i need that rush that adrenaline all right we gotta speed run this ending okay (laughs) okay quick uh first thing that comes to mind what is a negative thing that happened this week negative thing that happened this week my milkshake being fucked up and that was the one thing I wanted this week. <laughs> Compassion fatigue, baby. Uh, a good thing that happened this week. I got my car registered. I still have to get it, in- mm-hmm. it inspected, though. Yeah, I didn't think... I thought, because um, I don't carry my title around in my car. And then someone was like, well, you need your title to... Re-. I thought... I was like, no, that's when you're first registering a car, mm-hmm. you need the title. When you're re-registering, I thought I only need, like, proof of my, where I live. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, a bill. And then I need the old registration that I have on the car, and I need my license. And then somebody argued with me first thing in the morning, like, no, you still need to bring the title. And I was like, it's literally the 31st. Today's yeah. the last day. I like It's going to be like legal for me to be driving. So you're telling me tomorrow morning when I'm driving into work, I have to illegally drive here over an hour just because I forgot. I was like, no, you're lying to me right now. I'm going to go after work, and they're going to... I swear to God, if you're right, we're going to fist fight. Because they had to tell me at, like, 8 in the morning when I'm yeah. already, like, stressed about, like, I ran to the bank on my break, turned in, like, $250 worth of ones because I was like, I don't want it coming out of my checking because mm-hmm. I just paid a bunch of bills. And then Linda, my grandma, she had a vet appointment for the dog, so she took out extra money after I paid, like, all my Ugh. bills for that vet bill. I was like, please take it for my savings because I don't have the money in my yeah. chicken right now. And so I was like, let me use the money that's just, like, sitting around my room from tips at work so that I can pay for my, like, car registration. And then I paid gas and I got groceries with that this week. So, like, extra money that I had sitting around the house didn't have to come out. But, like, I did have to pay for it. Um, which is also, like, something I struggle with is, like, the, the money. Having money on me, like, it makes it feel like it's not real. So I'm like, I can't mm-hmm. carry around this money. But I... $120 later, my car was registered same day, so it's not illegal. It's only semi-illegal because it's not inspected, but, like, registration, they will fuck you up if your car is not registered. They will arrest your ass over that. <laughs> Inspection, they'll just give you a fucking ticket. Yeah. So I was like, 
take my money. Please give me the sticker. Let me go put it on my car real quick so I don't get yelled at. Um, I got new boots this week. Oh, you didn't got, let me see them. Yeah, because I was running late. Uh. I couldn't leave them. I needed them at the school. Uh, something we're excited about next week. This coming week. I'm excited to see your new tattoo. I'm excited to get my new tattoo, baby. I'm so excited for the, the, the right, tattoo. All right, we've taken enough of your time. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry this episode went for so long. You will have to tune in uh, within the next couple times to hear all about our tattoos. And yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> Bye! Bye!